I got to say up front, um, I'm more comfortable getting into the Word of God, preparing a sermon, and delivering that. Going through details like this is just a little outside of my comfort zone, but this is it's important stuff. It's good for us to know as a church who we are, what's going on, invite people in to the story of just what God's been doing in our midst. And so it's right that we take time to do this. I also want to say, if anything I share just sparks questions, or I give you this much detail and you want this much detail, you know, about a mission trip we went on or an organization that we're supporting or whatever, something financial I bring up, um, this isn't just like your one shot. We can talk. My door is open. I'll, I'll give you my cell number. I'll give you my email and let's, let's connect. So I, I want us to feel like we can sit and talk and share about all the things going on in the church. So, so here we go. We're going to start by looking back a little bit. I want to I read a verse. This is something we have prayed often um, on this journey. It's, it's relatively well known, um, but I think we forget the second half of the verse and even the verse that follows it. And so I want to read to you Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Um, and I want to say up front, this is, you know, there's those little titles sometimes at the beginning of a psalm that kind of tells you about it. This psalm was written by Solomon. It's written by Solomon, and that's going to be significant in just a moment. Um, he writes and he says in Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. What did Solomon build? The temple. It's significant that he's writing these words. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. In Solomon's day, they, things were good. The nation had health, it had wealth, it had protection. Um, they had done a lot of conquering and overcoming of the enemy. David had really paved the way in some of those victories. And so this was a rich, full season for them. And Solomon, in all of his wisdom and in all of his wealth and all the things that he could have easily said, I did that, I built the temple. He's saying none of that matters if it's not the Lord building the house. None of this matters if we're not trusting in his strength and his guidance along the way. And then I love verse two. It echoes what you were sharing this morning, bro. Like he says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. I just have to tell you, I've been more anxious than I should have been at times over the last couple of years. And I've I've falsely fallen into the trap of believing I got to make it happen. And that just isn't true. God loves us. He cares about this community. He wants to touch people's lives. We have a part to play in that, being in his family. We participate in watching his, his church be built and grow. But it's him. He builds it. He sustains it. And we can rest and trust in him and not have anxiety. And so I just I want us to have that as the, the backbone, the backdrop of anything else we're talking about. I don't want us to celebrate things and get caught up in, isn't that a cool thing we did? He gets the honor. He gets the glory. He's done the work. I'm just thankful I get to be along for the ride. What an honor that he lets us join him in what he's doing. I don't know if any of you have ever gone through the old um, book, Experiencing God, uh, by Henry Blackaby, but I'm grateful for his perspective on what it means to walk with Jesus. We join him in what he's already doing, and we get to enjoy what that's like. 
And so I'm grateful for that. So that's the backdrop. So at the beginning of last year, we, we kind of set a little bit of a theme for the year and said our, our heart was to refine what we were doing because we were about a year in and just felt like there were still things we were figuring out, even about setting up and tearing down here at the school. Um, we wanted to p- deploy people. We built some relationships and we wanted people we'd met in Knoxville to start becoming a real part of the body. You know, those early days, it was kind of the six original people that moved here you know, doing the stuff. And so we've seen a lot of that this year, which has been incredible. Um, And then that we would grow. And we made it really clear that, yes, we want more people to come, but we were talking about more than numerical growth. We're talking about people growing in their relationship with Jesus, growing in our relationships with one another, um, enjoying more and more the life God has for us as we walk with him. And so it's numerical growth, but it's something real and tangible happening in, in my life. And, and our purpose from an early point has been not to do the big flashy things to try to get a crowd here. We just want to be real, genuine people, loving Jesus, walking through life with him, loving each other well. And if that's real, then it will be attractive and people will come into a loving, grace-filled community. That is our heart. And so we are... I'm not against whatever God may do numerically, but like we're fine with just slow, steady, let's see what God does in our midst, but let's love him and love each other well. And so that was kind of our heart going into the year. And it's cool to look back and, you know, we were laughing, but there was a lot of times at this time last year where we would be in this room and it was like 10, 12 people. Man, we're paying rent to be at this school, and like there's 10 people here, and there were moments where it's like, oh, there's 25, awesome, and so it's just encouraging to see that God's been faithful, and and we've gotten to know you guys, and so it's exciting. So I just I'm going to go through some things quickly, but I just wanted to remind us all of some things that happened this year. Many of this, um, many of you were around for all of this. Some of you came in along the way. Some of you are really new to what's happening, but here's just a little bit of storytelling from the year. Um, so um, one of the things that was really fun that we did last year is we had an Easter sunrise service at the Cove right on the water and got to, got to see the sun come up and worship Jesus together. And it was just the sweetest thing. And then we hung around and had breakfast and fellowshiped with one another. And it was just a great way to spend Easter together. And it was really neat to watch as folks who had just come to the park to do like an early, early morning walk kind of came in. There was one lady who who showed up, who was really disappointed because she had to work on Easter Sunday. And it was the first time in a long time she wasn't going to be able to go to church on Easter and worship with her family. And so she got up that morning and was like, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to go do an early morning sunrise thing, just me and you at the park, and got there, and there was a service. And she got to join in and worship and, and loved it. And, like, it was just the coolest thing. And so um, it was a great morning, so that was really sweet. Um, Easter is on April 1st this year. It's on April Fool's Day. That's kind of weird. I can't remember the last time that happened. Um, So this isn't an April Fool's joke. We will meet on Easter Sunday. We're not going to go, surprise, we're not here. Uh, We're going to meet, and we're probably going to be at the park again. We're working out some details there. Um, Okay, and then over the summer, um, we did a men's retreat and a women's conference. And I'd love to show you some great pictures from the men's retreat, but we just sort of went and didn't take pictures because we're guys. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we'll do, do better this year. Make a wife stow away just to, like, take pictures along the way or something. I don't know. But anyways, we'll, we'll do another one probably uh, this late, late spring, early summer. 
um, we went and participated with the church that helped plant us and send us here. We went back towards Franklin, went to a camp called Deer Run Retreat Center and had a great time there. Had about a dozen men that went on that trip and it was a great weekend. Uh, ladies, y'all went to a women's conference here in town and saw Priscilla Shirer. I, ne- I don't ever feel confident I'm saying her last name correctly. Um, and had about a dozen ladies as well, I believe. Do we have a, oh yeah, there you go. There's some sweet ladies there. Um, And so had a great time. And then we did our first mission trip as a church. And so we took a group of people down to the Dominican Republic and did some work at a place called Josiah's House. Um, This is a ministry that our church is behind and supportive of and will be connected with for a long time going forward, God willing. My parents, Bob and Diane Spencer, who you may have met, they helped found that ministry and they were the directors for years down there. Um, It is a home for boys getting them off the street. It is not designed to be a large orphanage. It's designed to be a home. There's a mom and a dad that are Christians that invite no more than six to eight kids per house. So it has a home-like environment. They get a, a good education. They learn English. They learn Spanish. They're getting boys off the street that are 12 years old and don't, they aren't even at a kindergarten level. And they're getting, their lives are getting turned around. And so it's an incredible ministry. We support it financially. We will visit there and serve there, and it will be a part of our DNA going forward. And so we got to take a trip down there. We were celebrating the five-year anniversary, and we got to go serve at that event. Um, <clears throat> there's girls now, too. That's right. There's a house that's not on the same campus, but on the same street, and there's now a girls' home as well. There were a lot of siblings, and it was like, how do we take the boys and not the girls? And so there's just some really cool things happening there. Um, A quick update, while we were down there, we visited a lady who's got a a school that is in one of the poorest areas. She's in like the barrio and and bringing education to kids who aren't getting it. And there are hundreds of kids going there. And I think it's something like a quarter of the students are special needs kids that she loves on and ministers to. And so she's doing this big uh, water purification project where they will get fresh water there, but the school can make money by also selling that filtered water to their community. And part of their plan is that these special needs kids as they're growing can, can work there and earn money selling this water to the community. And so just to update you guys, we've, we've given some money towards making that happen and making that water filtration thing get going. And so um, that's just kind of an exciting thing that we're doing down there. What, what's the name of her school again? Emmanuel House. Emmanuel House that's right, Emmanuel House. Um, Merkea is the sweet woman. She grew up in that community, got her education, and has gone back to minister to that community. So she's incredible. So there's a little bit about the Dominican Republic. Um, Then kind of going in towards the end of the summer, um, we did an event that I think we just called it barbecue and baptisms. Um, And uh, we were at the Cove again and just had a blast. Did what those two words are. We had a barbecue and we had baptisms. And so we had five people in our body get water baptized. It was a great celebration. Really cool to see. a married couple got to get baptized. I got to baptize my daughter, Emily. Oh, right there. Whoa, that was like perfect timing. Got to baptize my daughter, Emily. Brennan and Stephanie got baptized. So excited to see that. Um, Alex had gotten baptized when he was young and just was like, man, I never really have redone this as an adult really following Jesus. And so I got to baptize like my best friend. That was really awesome. 
That was pretty cool. And then he turned around and we baptized everybody else together. It was great. I love it. Uh, Thomas, my neighbor, got baptized. It's been awesome getting to know my neighbor Thomas. who lives right across the street from us and really good, close friend that I'm grateful to have here in Knoxville. We moved in probably within a few weeks of each other. About a month apart, yeah. So it's been great knowing the whites. So there's a little bit about that. Um, and then coming into the fall, we did a couple of outreaches locally um, with another organization that we will partner with going forward. They're called the Knoxville Dream Center. You may also have heard of the Lost Sheep. It's the same, it's the same ministry. They're kind of shifting their name. Um, but it's the same ministry. They do a lot of feeding of people who are in need in our community. They minister under the bridge on Wednesday nights. Um, they provide medical care. They feed them a hot meal. Um, they do dental work there. They put on a worship service. We will probably go and do some of that at some point in time. That'd be really fun to show up, bring church on a Wednesday night there. Um, but they do these food trucks that go to areas that are known as like food deserts where people are in a poor community and they're not within walking distance to a grocery store. And so they come and set up a grocery store. Here's your food for the week. It's free. Come grab it. And so um, several people in our church go almost every week to do that. And we partnered at Thanksgiving to provide Thanksgiving baskets and, and gave out turkeys and stuff. And then we went back at Christmas and gave out stockings for their kids. And so that's something we will continue to do going forward. Um, I don't have pictures of this, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, we've done a volunteer appreciation dinner each of our first two years. I think we had about 10 to 12 people year one crammed around one little table in the corner of Carabas. Um, this year, we had over 45 people on the invitation list that are faithfully, regularly serving. That's, that's a massive percentage. Look around the room. Like, pe pe you guys are, the ch are being the church, and you're, you're doing the work that, in the moment, it's kind of like, it feels like it's the busy work. You know, I'm setting up this chair, I'm doing this, but we're creating a place where people can come and gather and be welcomed, and we can worship God and invite his presence. And personally, I find it to be really cool that we get to invite the presence of Jesus into a public school every week. I think that's awesome. And so um, I, I thank you guys for all that you do to serve this body. And it was really cool just having that many people and celebrating um, the serving you guys have been doing. It's massive. Well, we had a sweet, sweet Christmas service here. Um, together, kind of a Christmas Eve service. It was actually on Christmas Eve Eve, um, so people could be home with their families on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and just had a wonderful time worshiping together. So there's a little bit of kind of some stories from the year. Um, I want to make you guys aware of something. Um, in fact, I may as well connect us with the financial part really quick. So one of the things we've done, besides the fact that, that um, you know, we have a working relationship with the school. We've really tried to love on the school. And, and so we have given a lot of, of time and resources to the school. And so this year they approved for us to build a shed on site and a sidewalk that connects this sidewalk here to the playground and to our shed. And so the sidewalk is obviously theirs. We're not taking it with us, but the shed is too. We told them when we leave one, one of these days, um, it's yours if we can utilize it for storing our stuff on site. And they allowed us to do that. And so we put in the shed, we put in the sidewalk, we take care of the landscaping here at the school. We asked them early on what we could do to serve. And that was one of the things they said. Um, we've done some appreciation, uh, appreciation lunch for the teachers, brought them lunch this year and just thanked them. And 
you know, everybody loves Chick-fil-A. And um, so had a great time loving on them with some Chick-fil-A. Um, and so all told, uh, we've invested almost $10,000 here at the school this year. It was about $9,700. We're, we're obviously benefiting from the shed, um, but that's just kind of some investment we've done here. They are, they are happy with us. Um, we have a good working relationship with them. Um, one of the custodians um, is calling this his church home now, has said, I'm, I'm a member here. And so it's really cool to, to love on them, and they really love on us and take care of us, and it's been neat to see that. Um, and so um, that's a little bit about the school. Um, kids' ministry is growing. Christina, I think, is she serving, Grant? Can y'all just wave to Grant back there? Can we thank Christina, but thank Grant like on her behalf for all that she does for our kiddos? Um, his wife is really help, helping to oversee a growing kids' ministry. You guys just won't stop having kids. You even have two. That's crazy. Um, but no, it's exciting to watch the growth there. And so Christina's overseeing that. We've got several other people that, that there's a lot of you that serve, and there's several others that are in part-time positions to help supplement that. And so, and she's, it's a big sacrifice. I mean, we pay her, but it's, I mean, it's, it's peanuts compared to the hard work and hours that she puts in. Um, and so it's like a tiny little way we say thank you. She works way above and beyond um, what she's getting financially. She's serving us big time here. And so it's been incredible watching that grow. We're foreseeing that we will go from three classes to four soon um, as we're growing. And some of these babies that have been happening here in our church are going to be moving into the kids' ministry. And so you'll see that change coming as well. Um, and then finally, I just want to mention life groups. Um, we've got three life groups going. I I'll talk about this a lot. This is one of the heartbeats. Oh, I love that. That was the picture of our life. We got a bunch of life groups. There they are. Um, <laughs> uh, that it feels like that sometimes. Like we're just a bunch of kids trying to figure out how to how to do this. Yeah. Um, but we believe in community, and there's only so much of that that can happen here on a Sunday morning. And so. It needs to happen naturally and organically as you guys meet each other and have meals together and we grow that way. But, but we were intended to be in community with one another. And so I know life is busy and hard, but as much as you are able, we just strongly encourage anyone who can to plug in to a life group. And if, if something grows here, it's going to be life groups because we believe that much in, in our relationships and we believe that much in discipleship. I believe true discipleship happens where we are learning and growing in God's word in the midst of real community. If we leave one of those out, we're missing something. We can have great community and know Jesus and know word of God, and it's just a support group. Or we can have lots of study, but if it's not real and applicable and we're not walking through real life together, there's no growth. Jesus lived with the disciples, and we're called to live together. And so we just, we believe in our life groups. We've got three of them happening now, and I believe that will grow. They're on three different nights in three different areas of town, and we'd encourage you to plug into those. All right. I know I went through that relatively quickly. Um, here comes just kind of, if it's the detail part, but I want you to hear, hear the picture and the story. So I'm going to show you a couple graphics to give you a sense of our finances. I'm going to have to explain a couple things on here. If we want to pop that first one up. So I want to explain to you these three categories. So first of all, the first category you see there, donations by source and the kind of reddish colors. I don't know if you know if you can read this from where you are, but it says Grace Chapel Franklin. So, so our church that helped send us here committed for three years to give 120 grand a year to help us get off the ground. And so it's a huge help and benefit. 
So they've done that each of the last two years. They're committed again this year to doing that. And so our first year, a total of $264,000 came in, and 120 of that is just Grace Chapel's commitment. So the next category you see there, the black, that is people who just believed in what was happening that didn't move here to Knoxville with us, that just wanted to support. And so individual people, friends of ours that we knew, gave a lot to help us get started that first year. And so just on their own, they gave to the church, and that was right at about $108,000. And so then our first full year here in Knoxville, which really was kind of March through December, um, just local people here giving to the body was $36,000. That was year one. So y'all got a sense of that? Okay, so, so going into the next year here in just a second, I, I want you to understand like the, the greenish-blue color is, is committed tithers, givers, church family here in Knoxville. Um, and then the black is kind of just people who are supporting, helped launch us. You know, we don't know how long that will continue. Some have already kind of fallen off, but, but they were helping us get started. And so let's go to last year's slide. I love that 48%. Isn't that incredible in one year? We, we, got, we got within about $1,000 of the, of the two years of giving. And so we pretty much stayed level at 263. But what happened was the, the local body here is giving to this body and to what, to what we're seeing happen here. And so that is incredibly encouraging to see. I have to tell you, in June, it wasn't encouraging because the out-of-town people had trickled off after the year, year one launch and the local wasn't quite there yet. And I mean, there was some... There were some moments of like, okay, guys, uh, you know, man, where are we at? We're like a year and a half in. Where is this going to go? And it's just been incredible to watch what's happened. Of that 125000 that that came in last year from, from us, 88000 of that was in the second half of the year. So we're trending in a really cool direction. Um, so that's super encouraging. And then, yeah, about 45% still of our, our income source is coming from Grace Chapel in Franklin. So to put some of that in perspective for you, what this means for us going forward, because um, I, I want you to know kind of what our step of faith is going into this year. So if we continue on that trend, if, if the last six months just continue with no change, that comes out to about $176,000 that would come in locally. So at the end of this year, going into 2019, our hope is to be a self-sustaining church. And so we're believing for a $90,000 increase in our annual giving by the end of the year to be on that, that trend. Am I, am I communicating that clearly? So that's our step of faith. So if we continue right where we are right now, we're two-thirds of the way there. That's pretty exciting. Two years into the three-year process. I, I don't know how you feel about these numbers. I can get scared at times and nervous, but it's what we talked about. We're trusting God to see what he does. And it's really hopeful for me to see what he has already done. And it's also, I think, really good to get stretched and go, hey, there's a step of faith. We're believing for something we don't see yet. And we're believing God will provide that. Um, I, I trust that you've seen this in the two years that we've been here. We don't make a big deal about money. I don't talk about it a lot. Um, I'm not embarrassed by it. I think giving is a massive part of how we worship God. And I believe that if we are a part of a local church body, we should be tithing. 
Um, I'm going to do, for the first time in our history, a series on finances in February. It's going to be a four-week series. Uh, it's not going to be four weeks of you better tithe and here's all the verses in your face and guilt trip. It's going to be a full picture of what the Bible says about finances. And we'll talk in general about being generous people and good stewards and saving. And we're just going to cover a lot of ground on what the scripture says about finances. Um, I think it's important for us to know that. But we're not going to be heavy handed. Um, That's between you and the Lord. I purposely do not see who gives what. I see the numbers. I got to be able to plan. But I I don't know this person gives this, this person doesn't give. I don't know that. And I'm not going to know that. We have trusted men who count the offering and are good stewards with that. Somebody sees that, but I don't. And um, I just want, you know, I'm I'm not going to be impacted by what you're giving or doing. That is between you and the Lord. If if this is where you are calling home and, and you feel like you're to be a part of this body and between you and him, you feel called to give and tithe, do that. that. That's great. I do that. My wife and I practice tithing. We did at the church we worked at for years before we came here. We tithe here. And I, I believe in that. And we've, we've seen what that does. It's good for us. You know, he is our Lord. He is our king. And there's certain ways that that becomes very real. And when I give him my calendar and when I give him my checkbook, it gets very real. Right? When I invite him into my marriage and how I'm learning to walk with and treat my wife, how I love my kids, it gets real. And so there's just something powerful about connecting real practical things with our relationship with Jesus. So I'm now preaching the message I'm going to preach later. Sorry. (laughs) But we believe in that. But yeah, we don't make this big thing about it. A couple other money related things I just want you to be aware of. Um, In the category of just money we have given out. This is, this is separate from the almost 10 grand for North Shore. Um, in benevolence for people who are in need in our church body, um, community outreach, ways we've blessed our community around us, so kind of local missions giving, and then foreign missions giving, we gave out just under $25,000 last year. We gave out $24,944.08. I can say that again if you want to write it down. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, we're, we're like tithing, basically, what we've been given and blessing um, foreign and local ministries and taking care of our church bodies. And so our heart is to be a church that gives as much as we're encouraging our individual members to be givers. Um, just a couple of other things that you can be aware of. Um, it costs us right at $24,000 in rent to be here at the school. Um, and that doesn't take into account things we purchase that help create this space. And so some of the money is just going towards rent. We have liability insurance, all that sort of thing. And then we have admin costs. We have two full-time employees. Alex and myself are full-time. Um, and then y'all know who, I'm, who Alex is when I say that, right? I just kind of vaguely did this. The guy that was leading worship with his wife, Crystal, he, he really wears all the hats. I don't know how he does it. Leads worship, does creative graphic stuff, is building a website that'll be ready soon. Um, you know, oversees our employees, like he just does it all. He's, he's our associate pastor and makes a lot happen around here. I'm super beyond grateful to have him and being able to work alongside him. And he's just a really good friend. I like going on vacation with you too. How cool is that? Yeah, we get to be friends and work together. It's great. 
Um, so, so some of our finances are obviously going towards our employees and admin costs related to healthcare and those sorts of things. Um, and then um, as of January 9th, just as a marker, we started the year with $72,000 in the bank in cash. So we've got some money in the bank um, and that's where we are. So if you want more details, you want more information, I'm, I'm happy to give that. I would love to sit down and talk with you about it. We want to be an open book. Our elders determine you know, where we spend our money. We put a budget together, we propose it, everybody looks through it, we review how we spent money the previous year and make decisions together. Um, it's not a one-man show. Um, there's accountability there. All right, was that all clear? Okay, I wanted to have about 10 minutes to talk about the rest of the stuff, so instead I'm gonna try to do a two-minute summary. Um, the word I'm just believing for this year is the word established, that we'd be established that we'd be rooted and grounded in Christ, he's our firm foundation, and that we would just feel an established sense of connection with each other and a heart for our community to see people's lives touched by Jesus. And every one of us has a part to play in that. Um, there are times where I'll be honest, it, it's hard, it's exhausting to get up every Sunday and come early and set all this stuff up. And you know that, because it's hard on a lot of you guys that help with that. But I do think there's some inherent benefits about what we're experiencing as a church because it emphasizes we are the church. The people are the church. You know, our title for this month is Welcome Home. The home is not the building. The home is the people in it and the relationships that we have with one another. And so we get to participate in making this house a home. And so we're going to do men's and women's gatherings, and we're going to have mission opportunities this year. We're going to continue to emphasize life groups. We will do some large church family gatherings. We'll have special services. All those things are going to continue. But the bottom line is, are, are we going to choose to be in and engaged and invested in relationship with one another? That's what's available to us. And so I just I want to encourage you to consider... If you're feeling like this, this might be your home, this is where God has you, or you, you've already made that decision and been present, there's three practical things you bring to the table. You bring your time, you bring your talent, you bring your treasure. And so let's be prayerful about what that means for us individually. What does it look like for me to invest in people and in this body with my time, my talent, and my treasure? Um, and so, yeah, we just want to encourage you guys to jump in and do that. All right? We good? I went fairly quickly. If you want more info, I would love to talk with you more in depth about any of this stuff. So thank you guys. Thanks for being here this morning. Let me pray a brief blessing over us and I'll dismiss y'all. Um, next week, we'll talk about membership. And um, I would strongly encourage you, if you've missed any of these Sundays or if you're gonna miss next Sunday, all of these are recorded, they're online. I would highly recommend you listen to this particular series. Who we are and what we believe is what we've covered the last two weeks. Go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. All right, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this growing family. God, thank you that you are the head of the family. You're our good shepherd. You're our father. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are present and alive and active in our hearts and in this church and in this city. And God, we want to find our place in this city. We're, we're a small part of the larger story of your kingdom at work in this town. And God, individually, we want to participate with you. We want to do that faithfully in our relationships, in our homes, in our jobs, in our communities, and here in this church body. Um, and Lord, help us big picture as a church. God, we don't want to get so caught up in our plans and our ideas uh, that we're missing you. 
God, we want your heart. We want your plan. If you want us to change course, we want to be willing to do that. Blessed are the flexible, for they will not be broken. God, I pray that we would be flexible to listen to you and obey you, whatever that means. Um, I pray for that as the pastor here. I pray for that over our elders and leadership. But I pray it over every member of this body, um, God, that we would walk in real living relationship with you. Thank you that you love us, you heal us, you're a good God. Be with my friends this week. Help us to walk in freedom. Help us to lay down burdens. Help us to see clearly, even if it's just the tiny little next step in front of us. We love you, we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.